Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of the Stories of Asia podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to move towards doing what we love after you know doing a few years in a job or in a career. How can we actually move towards another another job or another career that we feel more passionate about? So for those of you who are who've been about five years or so in a career, we may have some desires to do something different, but it can be difficult to switch into a different phase in our careers or jump onto a different job. So today we have uh, Alex Lowe to share with us his journey of how he did it. Um, he was a professional athlete before he became a teacher. And after he left uh, the service for entrepreneur pursuits, uh, he went into property management where he was a consultant and uh, he was also a coach for businesses and individuals in the fitness, health and wellness space. So Alex, thanks for joining me today in this uh, podcast and I look forward to share, I look forward to ask you some very interesting questions. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Andrew, uh, Stories of Asia. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. So can you give, just give us a, a, a refresher of like your background, um, you know, because I understand that you told me before that you've been through multiple career backgrounds. So I just want to hear again, what, what was it like for you? And, and, uh, and, and one specific term that you mentioned was a non-linear background. I, I think that may stand out to, or that may resonate with quite a lot of people out there who come from, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. not the standard background. Right, right. Well, I guess, you know, when I use the term non-linear, it's very um, specific to not being in the same industry or being in the same vertical or being in that same role through my career, right? So a typical example would be, let's say, uh, an auditor, right? You know, you graduate from, from accounting school, immediately you join one of the big fours, or maybe you join a smaller firm and then after that, you know, you move on the ranks and then you stay within that company or you stay within that industry um, 10, 20, 30 years of your life until you retire, right? So that would be a very linear sort of career, linear Mm -hmm. sort of trajectory. Uh, For myself, uh, being non-linear, I've been in different industries and different verticals and have played different roles. Of course, as I moved on with the years of experience that I've had, uh, I'm a little bit more senior in terms of the position that I'm in, right? But uh, I don't, I haven't always been at the executive level, right? So uh. Uh, starting out, you know, I, I, I actually played professional water polo. That was actually my first job, right? And then after that, I moved on to education. I was with uh, Ministry of Education for eight years as a physical education teacher. Uh, which school? Did that for eight years. Yeah. Uh, I was at Tomasic Junior College. Nice. Yeah, so I was at TJC for uh, eight years. I a very very good um, foundation base for me. I must say, you know, having I wrote uh, an article, you know, uh, ten reasons why teaching should be your first job. Mm-hmm. And so this this was uh, envisioned out of the circuit breaker mm-hmm. because I I did a lot of reflection. I said, you know, uh, what you know in all the jobs that I've done, which are the uh, the ones that you like the most. The, the ones that I liked the most, I would say I liked all of them. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been in it, right? But mm. what were the key things that I liked about each of them? Mm. I think that was something that I managed to distill. And uh, that was something that I realized also at some point that, you know, uh, being good at something need not necessarily be something that you enjoy doing. 
right? Uh, an example using the auditor accountant as another example. Uh, you know, he's very good at number crunching. You can look at the spreadsheet and immediately know where you can save costs. Immediately know uh, what are the best things that this uh, company should be moving forward towards. But he might not, or she might not enjoy doing all that number crunching, right? So. Hmm. Is what you're good at doing something that you also enjoy doing, and you know you mentioned passion a little bit earlier. So, uh, yeah, if it's passion, probably you you enjoy doing it. But you know, there's a certain level of uh, finesse as well that requires you to be good at doing it, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and uh, you, you from from education, you know, I moved on. So uh, during education, I started a couple of businesses, right? So fairly entrepreneurial. Oh, you sorry, on hang on. Thailand. Is, is it yeah. allowed to mm-hmm. to start businesses as a teacher? I guess you know. Um, different. You know, we call it a side hustle. I guess you know, as long as the business is not registered in your name, there's no. Uh, it's not a legal entity, right? So, at that time, it was more of like a um, investor kind of uh, involvement, right? So that sort of involvement, I guess, is perfectly fine. In fact, yeah, a lot of teachers uh, I know mm-hmm. previously and now, you know, they will do that as well. Uh-huh. So as long as I guess it doesn't get in the way of the work that you need to do during the time that you need to be performing your role as a teacher, I see that it's absolutely no issue, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know teachers are super busy, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. So, okay, yeah, go on. And and so what, what do you do after you um, became a teacher? I mean, um, you left the... the, the after MOE. I left, right? Yeah. After yeah. I left, after left the service, I had the opportunity to go to Thailand to work. I was in Bangkok for one and a half years. I was hired to be the project manager for a uh, to launch a, a hundred room service apartment. So that I did in one and a half years, and after that, I was actually hired by the brand owners. So the brand owners were brought in to manage the property, and they said, "Hey, you know, Alex, you know this place inside out. You know, uh, would you like to also manage it?" So suddenly, you know, I landed a role in hospitality, and I was general manager of the service apartment. So that was quite a interesting turn of events for me. You know, one and a half years in Bangkok eventually ended up being about almost four years. So in the final year that I was uh, with the company, I actually was managing not just the 100-room service apartment in Bangkok, but I was also managing the boutique hotel uh, in Singapore. So mm. I was shuttling uh, between Singapore and Thailand. And then did, 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 did you like invite your students and say, hey, you know, now I'm running a hotel and we can have our I know, class gathering? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I think I did yes wow. uh, because there were certain groups of students that I I was closer to, uh. and in, in my time as a teacher, uh, I was a teacher mentor for a group of uh, sports scholars. So they were good academically. At the same time, they were also good in their sport. So mm. every year, I think I would have between ten to fifteen of them that I would uh, personally mentor and personally coach and help them be successful in uh, not just their studies but their sport and different batches of course you know uh, better click or you know as we move on in life or as they move on in life uh, some of them were a little bit more uh, close maintain a closer relationship some of them uh, not so close but Mm. yeah um, definitely the invitation was extended you know and some people did visit nice uh, not not like a class gathering kind of thing but you know they would come maybe with the family or whatever and yeah so that, that was it was nice uh, and then got got, got uh, discount uh. 
I mean, of course, I would give a preferential family rate. <laughs> nice. That's, that's something. <laughs> wow, so free, almost discounted travel to Thailand and uh, stay in Singapore. Okay, L- luckily that happened. Wait, when was that again? 2000? This was in 2015, 2016, 20, 2015, 2016. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had a good run then because if it were happening yes. now, <laughs> it would be yes, a total yes, disaster. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't envy you know uh, those in the hospitality uh, industry during that time. In fact, hats off to 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 those people uh, in the industry during this time of uh, the pandemic. Right, definitely mm-hmm. uh, lots to have to deal with. Yeah. Okay, and then so what happened after? Mm-hmm. You you did that for about how long did you do as a hotelier? I did that as a hotelier. So two and a half years as a hotelier, one and a half years launching the service apartment, mm-hmm. uh, and then I. A business that I had invested in, an events company, was doing fairly well. So in the year 2017, which is the year that actually that we won Best Service Department uh, Thailand, um, I left hospitality and then I focused on my events uh, management company. So my role was uh, business development. So this brand that we had created uh, was doing well. You know, it was the third year in 2017. So I brought the brand from Singapore to Malaysia to Hong Kong to Thailand. So three different cities in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, that same event, you know, which was in Singapore, held in Singapore in October 2017, was was a disaster, right? Uh, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Uh, oh, what, it was, what was yeah, that event? Just, it, it's an event management uh, company, right? Yeah, it's an event management company. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And it, it, I was the face of the brand and I was also the face of the company. So I got all the negative backlash, you know, the social media. Uh, it was a, the crisis was terrible, right? Uh, uh, it was probably one of the worst times of my life, uh, end of 2017. Mm. Uh, so having to deal with all of that, pick up the pieces, uh, 15,000 people participated in this event. So there were 15,000 pe- angry people uh, on the day of the event and also uh, post-event. What, what was the event? Like the event didn't happen? Uh, it's, it was a run event. So a marathon. A like- marathon. It was a half marathon kind of event. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the route was short, you know, the security, um, and, and there were many bottlenecks along the way, you know, uh, the stuff, some of the things that we said we would do were not delivered properly. And yeah, all through the lead up of the event, there's many hiccups. Lah. Yeah, so uh, operationally, it, it wasn't, it wasn't um, well uh, executed. Yeah, so that was something that... Um, it was, it was a tough time, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, the daily papers were trying to get to me, ask me questions, you know, uh, there were, there was a lot of crisis management to to do. And it was also during this time that, you know, I uncovered that there were certain uh, business dealings or transactions that were not as transparent that as uh, should have been, you know, and by my business partner. So it was also mm-hmm. at this point that I decided to throw in the towel for this uh, specific business. Mm. Yeah, and after that, I took a short break, you know, two to three months. And then uh, for the two to three months short break was, I guess you can say, uh, half called for and also half uncalled for. So the called for would be, of course, I needed a break from the trauma that I had experienced with the event, but uh, uncalled for also because uh, difficult to actually find something or find somebody that would 
appreciating the extent of my non-linear career, right, from education to different businesses mm-hmm. to project management to hotel, uh, the hospitality, and then to events management. So, one, who would want to hire somebody like that? I think that was my my key uh, worry at that point. Yeah, and uh, surprisingly. Right, mm-hmm. uh, a headhunter actually called me up and said, "Hey, you know, we've seen your profile on LinkedIn, and we find that you're suitable for this role. You know, this is a new company, it's a new concept, and uh, uh, would you like to apply for the job?" So yeah, I applied for the job. You know, as a general manager of Core Collective, which is a fitness, health, wellness, uh, co-working space, the first of its kind in the world, and uh, they needed or they wanted someone with the customer service, hospitality experience. At the same time, you know, having a little bit of education experience and um, familiar with the sports and fitness space, and you know, <laughs> this was something that I was familiar with. So nice. it was quite actually, it was actually quite a very good fit. Yeah. So it's a what fitness co-working space. So. It's a fit, fitness and wellness co-working space. So it's yeah. like a gym and an office combined, like. Um, it's a gym, so it's a full-fledged gym, you know. And at the same time, it also had a studio, so studio space, you know, like yoga studio, you know, calisthenic uh, studio, uh-huh. a boot camp kind of studio, and there were also treatment rooms and consultation rooms. So treatment rooms and consultation rooms for like physiotherapists, chiropractors, TCM professionals, um, uh, psychotherapists. Yeah. So the wellness element, which covers the mental health aspect, you know, as, as and also the physical health aspect, and the fitness element, uh, which you know the gym as well as the, the fitness studios manage to uh, accommodate. Yeah. So mm. um, I left when I joined Core Collective. It was in twenty eighteen February. I left in. 2019 June. Yeah, I left in 2019 June to join uh, a dentist uh, to be his business partner in a wellness business. Dentist. Yeah, so, Den- uh, yeah a dentist. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I guess it was a very, very timely because uh, he was actually my client. So he was somebody that I had uh, met and spoken to and convinced him to actually rent a space at Core Collective during my time as general manager there. Mm-hmm. And throughout that time, our relationship blossomed and, you know, he was the one that uh, said, hey, you know, would you like to join me, you know, in this business? You know, I think there's so much more that, you know, we can do together. And because uh, in, in, so my daughter was born in September uh, 2018. And I want, I didn't feel like, you know, that uh, there was all that time spent at work would be beneficial for, for me uh, watching her grow up, especially during the early early months or early years. So I wanted mm. to be a little bit more flexible mm. and to actually be able to spend that time watching her grow up. And so that's uh, one of the key reasons why I left uh, full-time employment to go and do something uh, with my ex-business partner, dentist, right? And uh, yeah, so that was good. You know, we did that for one and a half years. I actually um, wrote a franchise manual for business expansion. We had a couple of people in KL and Singapore interested to actually buy, you know, uh, or pay money to franchise our business. Nice. And, uh, 
but of course, you know, uh, COVID happened, right? Uh, pandemic happened. And then uh, these individuals said that, you know, we'd rather be keeping the money first and let's hold back and see where we want to be putting our investment, hmm. right? And uh, it was also at this point that uh, my business partner, ex-business partner and myself, we decided that, hey, uh, I think it's uh, this B2B uh, business expansion, let's shelf that idea for, for the moment. And um, let's focus just on the local market. And that was also at the, that same time when I said, yeah, I think, if we were to focus on the local market, then maybe this business is not enough for both of us uh, to be in. And I, that's also the, the decision that I made to come out on my own mm. to start uh, Aviary & Co. Yeah, so mm. a lot of... Uh, 2020 was actually a lot of reflecting, you know, a lot of changes, but I, I am very thankful for everything that happened and you know i think that there was really exponential growth for me uh, personally uh, and a lot of things were created from uh, the entire uh, circuit breaker period <clears throat> okay so let, let me get it straight so you throughout yeah. your career you've done a lot of business ventures and each time you went in with a business partner but this time avery and co is your own business where you're like yes. a one-man show Yes. Uh, okay. So and now I'm a solopreneur. Yeah. Solopreneur. Okay. Okay. Yeah. T- tell me more about what uh, what what does Aviary and Co do today? Right. So Aviary and Co is a consultancy, and uh, we very specifically help businesses and individuals in the fitness, health, and wellness space. So this is the space that I uh, have found my niche. And you know, if you were to track back my 20 years of non-linear career, it's still more or less been involved in that space. So I felt that it's very relevant to what I want to do and what I can offer or the value that I can bring. And very uh, specifically, it's four areas or four key areas of uh, benefit or help that I can give for businesses and individuals, which is to uh, unlock fruitful solutions, uh, experience growth, uh, achieve targeted success and also to lead with clarity. So these are the things that um, I wish to help businesses and individuals in the fitness, health and wellness space be able to uh, achieve or move towards. Yeah, and um, the core business function is of course uh, consulting. So that's uh, that's why we're a consultancy. But secondary functions also include business and career coaching, keynote speaking and uh, personal development workshops. So all those are in the pipeline and waiting to be launched. Uh, but right now, the focus is uh, on telling people or letting people know that Aviary & Co is a consultancy focusing on consulting for businesses and individuals in the fitness health wellness space. Mm. Okay, good. <laughs> Thanks for giving me a very... Um, lengthy. Um, <laughs> lengthy description. No, no, it's, it's, it's a lot to think about. But as I was listening to your... Um, uh, career background I finally understood what you mean by non-linear because you know I, I've been a student before and the teachers that I know my impression of them is they are just they are pr- typically in the oh, I can't say they are in the force but you know that's like the army but they are in the service yeah service. That, that's the right yeah, word the they are in the service for very 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 long number of years already okay some are new teachers they come and go but the teachers that i know uh, especially the young looking ones they they they, they, are, they have been in service for a long time either they are scholar mm-hmm. and they've been there and i my impression is they plan to be there for the next i don't know donkey years and they want to retire as a mm-hmm. teacher because they, they love mm-hmm. what they're doing and 
okay some some of them i really like them but those that score me on i <laughs> okay but then, then they made they made you who you are today right uh, so that's a good thing yeah yeah i still remember that <laughs> but but you 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 come off as a different kind of teacher because if i mm. were your student i think i would like your classes you know you have a very right, you give right. a very good vibe you know health and wellness not no stress lah. don't give so much homework <laughs> But at the same time, you had this very entrepreneurial spirit in you. You you had some businesses and investments at the same time while you were a teacher. And then after you came out, you had all those ups and downs, but more or less uh, going upwards every single time the, you, mm-hmm. you overcome the challenge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, so, so the question I'm just trying to ask is why, okay, how do you, do you wish that you had started Avery & Co earlier? And, you know, based on your history, why do you think you had not done that so earlier? And, you know, what, 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 what is this, um, what, where is it in this journey where you actually had thoughts of starting, but then you decided, oh, maybe I just want to do a business venture with someone else instead, you know? Mm. Mm. That's, a, that's a good question, you know, Andrew. Um, to be honest, I don't think that Avery Echo would have been able to have been conceived any time before this time, right? And it's a combination of all those failures, all those jobs, all those setbacks, all those experiences, good and bad, that have made me who I am, that have shaped my thoughts and ideas, right? And, you know, we talk about stars aligned, we talk about right time, right place. I think this really was the right time, right place. So um, I don't wish to have started it earlier because really? I don't think I would I don't think I would have been able to be mature enough or have had the wisdom oh, yeah. to know what I was doing mm. to be able to come to what uh, I'm currently uh, wanting to do with Aviary and Co. Mm. Right? So these are the things that um, that have really uh, helped me decide um, all the ups and downs to to really be at this current point or, or stage in my life where yeah I think this is the right time uh, and I think this is what I really want to do and you know I've, I've had you know people that I've coached uh, before who say that you know but I really don't know what's my purpose right I don't know my why you know and, and my, my response to them is you know it doesn't matter because you know, look at me you know I found my why only when I was 40 41 right and your, your why your purpose you know no doubt it's more or less a constant all through your lifetime. But you might not know exactly where to pinpoint that. And it doesn't matter that you don't know uh, crystal clear what it is. So right now, I dare say that it's crystal clear for me. But if you're in your 20s or you're in your 30s, and it's not crystal clear to you, but it's a little bit of a blur, it doesn't matter. But as long as you're in that general direction, I think it's, it's good enough and it's fine. Of course, if you can find your purpose crystal clear when you're 21, you know, in your early 20s, even before you go out there and start work, then it's, it's perfectly fine. But your purpose will change as you move through the life stages, right? Graduation, um, getting uh, married, having children, uh, passing of a loved one or family member. You know, all of these really change how we think and perceive uh, our life to be, you know, or, and different challenges that actually shape who we are, right? So hmm. um, I think uh, all of this really, you know, it added up to, to, and the pandemic really was what, you know, skyrocketed it to accelerate, you know, if pandemic didn't happen, 
I might not have founded Aviary & Co. Uh, and, you know, if uh, I might have taken maybe a couple of more years to have uh, founded Aviary & Co. Mm. Okay, so mm. it's ultimately it comes down to finding your purpose and being crystal clear about it before you finally had the, I would, had the you know, the, the courage to take the plunge. Because I can imagine it takes a lot of courage to, to do what you're doing at, at your stage where your daughter was just born, um, <clears throat> your because we because you look for a job before right uh, after you left the yes. service so yes. mm. you needed some uh, income as well but then now you decided that this is something that you can do and you can make it successful and sustainable in the long term so uh, then yep. two questions that I have um, I, I, actually for two groups of people one group of people uh, typical people who are in linear paths right now maybe they have been doing what they're doing like an auditor or a teacher for many many years already and they probably have a nagging feeling that i wish i'm doing something that's closer more closely aligned with what i think is my purpose or mm-hmm. i wish that i found my purpose something more out there um and then the second group of people are those people who are who have already dropped out of that linear path and they are still trying to find their foot trying to find a mm. purpose you know what would be your advice for these two groups of people right i think it's still very similar about you know identifying purpose right so first thing i guess is to identify what they actually enjoy about the different roles or jobs that they've been in it doesn't matter whether they dropped out because and now they are considered a non-linear or whether they are still in it where it's considered linear right so identifying what they enjoy about the work that they do and at the same time you know also identifying what they're good at doing and this is something that they're good at doing also need not necessarily have anything to be related to the job that they do, right? Uh, we all are part of different communities in our life, right? It's not just purely work, right? Maybe we're involved in church, you know, in religious organizations. Maybe we do a little bit of non-profit work as well. So what are the things that um, we're involved in and what are the things that we enjoy doing versus what are we uh, good at doing? I think these are the key questions that these two groups of people can actually ask themselves. And it's actually quite a reflective uh, process or a reflective journey that, you know, you can't just sit down one day and think about it and in one hour come out with, you know, something, okay. right? So I thought that's it, how it, it works. Takes, it takes time, it takes process, it needs to be processed, you know, you need to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, you slowly refine it and you slowly tweak it. and slowly slowly you you identify okay um i mean you you throw a stone on the street you know and you, if you ask people you know what's your purpose or what's your why they say oh i like to help people and i like to add value right so 95 percent of people 90 percent of people maybe would want to be doing that but um can you dig a bit deeper right uh, okay you like to help people you like to add value but how you know what are the things that you have been doing in your lifetime that have shown that this is what you're doing you can't say that, you know, I like to help people or I like to add value, but, you know, you've lived your life till 40 or 30 and there's absolutely no example of you having helped people or added value. Then then maybe then definitely there's a great disconnect, right? Because mm-hmm. what you think is what you like, uh, your purpose, but actually you haven't been doing anything of that uh, in your lifetime, right? So then that would be an absolute disconnect and absolute uh, misalignment okay. right? or no alignment at all. So really, I think it's to understand what you're good at doing versus uh, what you enjoy doing. I think that would be the best starting point 
right, for these people. And um, identifying slowly from there what are the uh, specific verticals or specific industries that they have that interest in and they would like to be uh, uh, having, they would have the necessary skill sets from the jobs that they've had or done to be able to also be competitive doing what they want to be doing uh, in that next stage of their life. Uh, of course, uh, specific mm. to career. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. So let, let's talk about health and wellness um, mm -hmm. and how that can help someone find their purpose. Because I'm just imagining this very idyllic scenario where they are in this very zen state after, you know, doing all those exercises for a long time, then suddenly like, ah, I finally found like inner peace or found my purpose. <laughs> so, but, but in a more realistic sense, can health and wellness help someone find their purpose? In, in, and in what, I would imagine the answer is yes. And how, how does that help to support one? Because in all the business they were doing, like let, let, let's say, you know, they're just day in, day out doing the same, their, their jobs, they get so busy. I, it's like, I don't have time to think about my purpose. Maybe that's right. one common objection people face. Then I was thinking since you come from the health and wellness space and uh, Avery Co provides a consultancy on that, what's the, um, what, how, how would you help people to solve that disconnect between what they're doing that and, and, and finding their purpose, you know? Right, right. Oh, interesting question that you have there, right? Uh, I, I think that, you know, being involved in fitness, health and wellness, uh, so if we were to be able to identify um, the activities that are associated with what you're talking about, so like, you know, physical activity, going for a run, you know, playing badminton, going for a swim, um, going for yoga, you know, going for hit classes or whatever. So all of these, yes, are good because um, it takes your mind off your day activity, which is work, right? Yeah. So definitely in doing so, you are um, sort of like reaching uh, a, a state of a homeostasis, which is balance, you know, in your physiological state, right? Your central nervous system, there's a... a, a uh, a balance which we call uh, homeostasis and you want to be able to be at a good stress uh, level such that you're balanced and when you're at that balance that's where you have the clarity of thought to be thinking about all these things right so mm. definitely physical activity or yoga or mindfulness activities like breath work uh, meditation all of this would help your mind to focus on other things other than the stress of life or other than uh, work, whichever is actually causing you stress. Some people experience stress from other areas other than work, right? Mm. So uh, definitely um, helpful. So that could even be a first point of, uh, to start, right? If you're not doing any of these, please go out and do some physical activity. Please go and add you know, 10 minutes of uh, 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 mindfulness or meditation in, in the day so that you can get that clarity of thought, that clarity of mind and be able to focus and concentrate a little bit more on yourself. I think uh, one thing which um, you are talking about, which I feel is relevant, is that people don't focus enough on their self. So there's always a lot of... Uh, I need to do this for family, I need to do this for work, I need to do this for my friends, and then, but what about yourself, right? So, uh, you know, self-care, self-compassion, what are you doing for yourself? Self-growth, right? Mm. Uh, and if you are able to look a little bit inward and uh, understand what you can be doing for yourself, 
I think um, it's one way to actually kickstart that entire uh, purpose purpose finding uh, process, right? Uh, and the second part of the question uh, is with Avery and Co. From a uh, if it's an individual and you know we're doing a, a, co a coaching sort of uh, uh, practice. There is a framework that I follow, right? And this framework, of course, is uh, something that I created over the years of uh, having been a mentor and coach. And I focus on key competencies and key skill sets, which will then help an individual be able to uh, find that North Star or, you know, to locate that compass uh, to be able to identify what that purpose is for uh, them. So that's where I would be able to, to, to add some value to individuals who are looking, you know, but don't really know uh, where to be searching. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Alex, for sharing with us. Um, so in a nutshell, how has this entire experience of going through a non-linear path um, transformed your life. I would imagine it's basically you found your purpose, right? It's as, mm -hmm. it's almost as mm -hmm. simple and as uh, impactful as that. Uh, yes, and I also realized that it's not specific to the hard skills mm. that are important or the technical skills that are important. And increasingly so, you know, there's a lot of research out there um, that you don't actually need to have those technical hard skills to be able to be good at a specific job, right? So it's identifying the soft skills, the toolbox of uh, skills and competencies. You know, uh, having been in the ministry service for so many years, you know, at mm. that time it's always talking about 21st century skill sets, right? Mm. What are your 21st century skill sets, right? Uh, we talk about innovation, creativity, and the whole bucket of those. but. Um, now, you know, in the workforce, which is the VUCA world, right? So mm -hmm. where, where is this uh, box of uh, skill sets that, uh, what are the sort of skill sets that are required to be successful in this VUCA world? And understanding uh, different things from a non-linear perspective then gives you a actually, you put you at an advantage because then you have more skill sets within your toolbox to be able to offer to that next job that you are applying for. Yeah, so that's something that I realized that, you know, that's what having been in a non-linear career have, you know, put me at that advantage. And I don't want, because for the longest time, I always felt that it was difficult to be able to find a job, to identify um, what I was actually good at because I was in a non-linear career. But changing that mindset, you know, of the non-linear career is actually an advantage over the uh, linear career sort of uh, skill sets, then I realized that, hey, you know, this is something that I'm good at doing and I want others to be able to reframe and also be thinking that way. And by thinking that way, it gives you the confidence, it gives you the courage, and it gives you everything else that's required to be successful in that next step or that next hmm. stage that you want to be taking in the career choice. Okay, so you mean that for those people who uh, who have done a skill for a long, long time, 20 years or so, then mm -hmm. that's where they find their identity of what they're good at. Say they're good at auditing or they're good at teaching because I've done to, for it for 20 years. But mm -hmm. if you're, but when you found yourself in a non-linear career path, you had doubts of what you're actually good at. 
Is is is, is, is that right? Something like yes, to a certain extent, right? So um, I guess a layman term to use to describe would be jack of all trades but master of none, right? But you know, actually, having a jack of all trades is what um, is sought after mm-hmm. in this current economy in the this current world. time, exactly, right? So I guess you know, it's a if if it's something or if it's a. A career, you know, a linear career or a linear profession, then definitely. But you know, you will, nowadays you also have engineers, accountants, and you know, lawyers, doctors, you know, that that have um, a, a good uh, two two box of different skill sets, you know, that are not specific just to to the profession that they they are in. Mm. Yeah, so then that puts them at an advantage compared to you know another individual. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what would you advise young people nowadays if they are starting out in their careers? Well, I think you know, if you're starting out, just try, right? Um, if you're not sure, just try. You know, don't sit, don't sit back, and wait for the right time and the right moment because that right time and right moment will not come. So, just try because if you don't try, you're never gonna know whether it's the right thing for you or not. And you know, you've got youth on your side, right? Yeah. Um, in the past, you know, when when in school, right? People always say, "Oh, you know, uh, if you if you don't study too hard, you know, then you're gonna have to uh, do an extra year." You know, or if you're in university, taking a gap year would be not ideal because you want to be out there in the workforce earlier. But I think it's to take your time to identify what you like, what you're good at, and the more experiences that you gain, I think that puts you in a better position to make decisions as you move along uh, the different life stages. Yeah. Great, fantastic. Okay, Alex, thanks yeah. for joining us and sharing with us. You know, my pleasure. The the ideas after going through, uh, man, I, I, those uh, entrepreneurs entrepreneurial struggles, and finally you you are at where you are, having found your purpose. It's great. My pleasure.